0: Lord, we continue standing with the nation of Israel. We pray, Father, for their deliverance, for their safety, and that you would put an end to this war, almighty God, that everyone is currently has been wounded or has been killed. We pray for those families that have lost their loved ones. We pray for those who have been wounded. We pray that the doctors and the nurses and the EMTs, that you would bless their hands And bless all the procedures that they do to save these individuals' lives. Almighty God, we pray also, Lord, that you'd bring all those who have perpetrated this in the planning. That no one would escape. Everything would would be revealed. And that everyone would be brought to your justice. We ask this in Yeshua's name. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Messiah in every Jewish person's heart and every Arab's heart, and other people that are living in the land of Israel. We humbly ask in Yeshua's name. Amen. Continuing now in the book of Yaakov, that is the book of Jacob. In most translations, it's it's rendered as James. And if you ever do a little bit of historical uh, research or history, you'll find out that Originally, the book was recorded as Jacob, translated in English. But then they decided they wanted to honor a king, and his name was James. And so that was the change of the name that was originally Yaakov in Hebrew, that was later was translated in English as Jacob, and later was then a group of people wanted to honor their king who allowed the uh the Bible to be translated in the English language. And his name is King James. And so hopefully that clarifies some things for everyone. And so here we are in the book of Yaakov. And since it's been a while, chapter 2, verse 1, we'll start at the very first verse. My brothers, practice the faith of our Lord Yeshua, the glorious Messiah without showing favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your synagogue wearing gold chains and fancy clothes, and also a poor man dressed in rags. If you show more respect to the man wearing fancy clothes and say to him, have this good seat here, while to the poor man you say, stand over there, or sit down on the floor by my feet. Then aren't you creating distinctions among yourselves? Haven't you made yourselves into judges with evil motives? Listen, my dear brothers, hasn't God chosen the poor of the world to be rich in faith and to receive the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you despise the poor. Aren't the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who insult the good name of him to whom you belong? If you truly attain the goal of kingdom Torah in conformity with the passage that says love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show favoritism, your actions constitute sin. Since you are convicted under the Torah as transgressors. For a person who keeps the whole Torah yet stumbles at one point has become guilty of breaking them all. For the one who said, don't commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you don't commit adultery, but do murder, haven't you become a transgressor of the Torah? Keeping, keep speaking and acting like people who will be judged by Torah, which gives freedom. For the judgment will be without mercy. Toward the one who doesn't show mercy. But mercy wins over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith, but has no actions to prove it? Is such faith able to save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food, and someone says to him, Shalom, keep warm and eat hearty without giving him what he needs what good does it do thus faith by itself unaccompanied by actions is dead but someone will say that you have faith and I have actions show me this faith of yours without actions and I will show you my faith with my actions. You believe that God is one? Good for you. Demons believe it too. The thought makes them shudder with fear. But you foolish fellow, do you want to be shown that such faith apart from actions is barren? Wasn't Avraham Avinu, Abraham our father, declared righteous because of actions? When he offered up his own son, Yitzhak Isaac on the altar, you see that his faith worked with his actions. By the actions the faith was made complete. And the passage of the Tanakh was fulfilled, which says Avraham, Abraham, had faith in God, and it was credited to him, his account. As righteousness, he was even called God's friend. You see that a person is declared righteous because of actions and not because faith alone. Likewise, Rahab, Rahab, the prostitute, also declared righteous because of actions. When she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another route. Indeed, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so too is faith without actions is dead. So today, we're going to focus on these verses going forward. Verse number 13. For judgment will be without mercy toward the one who doesn't show mercy. But mercy wins over judgment. So now as we focus on Yaakov and what he has to say. So Yaakov now relives the stark severity by stating that the mercy in verse number 8. Or love which a person shows toward others wins out over, that is, prevents from God's adverse judgment toward him. The same idea is found in Yeshua's own words. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. And this is what it says there. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So, whoever shows mercy towards others, heaven will show toward him. But whoever shows no mercy towards others, heaven will show no mercy towards him. Now you may say, well, Rabbi, you just kind of quoted it in a different way. Yes, but the last quotation I gave was from the Talmud. From section Shabbat 151a. See, God's word speaks to his people. Another way to understand the problematic Greek at the end of verse number 13, God's mercy wins out over his judgment. Certainly for us who are Messianic Jews and Messianic believers in Yeshua, God's mercy wins out over his judgment. While there will be judgment on Messianic believers, both Jews and Gentiles, on their works, our salvation is ensured entirely because of Yeshua's atoning death, which is the ultimate expression of Abba, Father God's mercy. While the overall biblical picture makes it impossible to say that God's adre- 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 my, my attribute of mercy is more important or stronger than his attribute of justice. The present verse corresponds to an individual passages in the Tanakh, such as Hosea eleven eight 8 through 9, where God is quoted in first person speaking. This is what the Lord says through the prophet Hosea. My heart is turned within me. All my compassion is now kindled. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger, and I will not turn to destroy Ephraim. And who is Ephraim? The nation of Israel. For I am a God, for I am a God and not a man, the Holy One in the midst of you. So I will not come as an enemy to you think about that god is constantly showing his mercy we see how the whole world is being turned inside out and upside down evil is being now proclaimed as good and good as evil men and women no longer even know for some their their true identity all these things are going crazy The Lord warned us that these things would happen. And with this, he's showing his mercy in spite of this. He's allowing for people to live out their lives and have the opportunity to receive the one free gift from God, who is his son, salvation. Just think if the Lord wrapped up his whole program 100 years ago, Where would you and I be today? We would not have even been born and had the opportunity to have our own free will choice of when we receive the presentation of the good news, we did not have that opportunity that he blessed others, those former generations with. And so, in spite of God's orchestration, he speaks to the prophets that the last days would be thus and so. And we're crying out to the Lord, Lord, we want you to return. And that's natural. We this this place, this earth is not our our eternal home, but the presence of the living God, especially towards his son Yeshua. What have we just been celebrating this past week? But Sukkot, tabernacles, where God, Emmanuel, dwells in the hearts and minds of his people. Praise be unto God. That is truly our heart's desire. So, continuing here. But this interpretation seems less relevant to the context of chapter 2, in which Yaakov is not teaching about God's nature, but urging his readers to be what? Merciful themselves. Now let us now look at uh, Yaakov, James chapter 2, and let's focus now on verse 14 as we move forward. What good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith, but has no actions to prove it? Is such faith able to save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, and someone says to him, Shalom, keep warm, eat hearty, without giving him what he needs. What good does it do? You know, many times we proclaim our faith with our lips. But what is the proof that we have faith and the presence of the living God dwells within us? but the transformation of us and what happens after that transformation the Lord gives us good works not for us to earn our salvation but good works so that we will be able to demonstrate the transformation that's happening in our hearts and minds by showing acts of kindness and love even the point of sacrifice And this is not a hypocrisy outward show of our holiness, but this truly is an outward show of the work being worked out in our daily lives. When we show compassion. And you know when it's truly put to the test? When we show compassion to those who desire to be our enemies. And that's why we're encouraged in scripture to pray for our enemies. To show them kindness. Also, at the same time, defending our own lives. That's a difficult tightrope, my brothers and sisters, to walk on. Because if you're not empowered and instructed and listening to the spirit of the living God, you shall fail. If you try to do it by your own works or your own mentality, you shall fail. But if you walk in the provisions the Lord has given you, and when you receive the love of God that has been placed in your heart for your enemies who have a veil over their eyes and they are being deceived by the adversary, because the adversary wants to do to them worse than you, you have your salvation, and Messiah. So if they take your life, what happens? You're immediately in presence of the Lord. But what happens to them who are created in God's image and likeness? They are then in the future are going to be cast in the eternal lake of fire. That is their destiny. And Hasatan knows that's his destiny and he desires to bring as many people as possible to join him and he will not be ruling and reigning in hell. He is one of the first ones cast into that place where he will he will suffer throughout all eternity and he is walking in deception of his own mind. So think it from that perspective. Think back to the time when you still had a veil over your eyes and you had not received Yeshua. Think it from that perspective. Then the Lord will fill your heart with compassion and ask the Lord to open up your eyes so you can see them and their plight, the judgment that is over their head. And if they do not receive Yeshua as their Messiah, Their eternal destiny has been sealed. And you and I may be the only one that crosses their path who are now living out a transformed life, bearing witness through works of kindness and mercy and prayer and intercession for them to come to a saving knowledge of Messiah. See, we were sent to fulfill the Great Commission. And if we're not about our Father's business and proclaiming the good news and making disciples... And that's not just for the rabbi or the elders. Everyone. We're called to make disciples. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So continuing here. Verbal faith. Faith that consists of words without actions is insufficient. It cannot save. Serve or survive. But everyone profits when the love of God abides in the messianic believer and is expressed through good works. And how do we know this? Let's look to First John chapter three. First John chapter three. And here we are. Let's look at verse 17. If someone has worldly possessions and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how can he be loving towards God? Children, let us love not with words and talk, but with actions and in reality. Is that not very clear? Absolutely. Continuing, when Yaakov asks, can such faith save him? He expects a negative answer, of course not. No, impossible. A faith that does not demonstrate itself in works is not genuine. And how do we know this? Yaakov, James chapter 2, and verse 26 says this. Indeed, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so true faith without actions is also dead. Also now, continuing now to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. We're going to hear what Yeshua had to say about these issues. Matthew 21, beginning at verse 28 to 32. And here we are. But give me your opinion. A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. He answered, I don't want to. But later he changed his mind. Excuse me, I, I should have started up, up here a little bit higher. Yeah, verse 26. Yeah, that I, I was right. I was in verse number uh, 28. I don't know why I had 26 in my mind. But give me your opinion. A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Go and work today in the vineyard. He answered, I don't want to, but later changed his mind and went. The father went to his other son and said the same thing. This one answered, I will, sir, but he didn't go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first they replied, that's right, Yeshua said to them. I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For Yohanan John came to you showing the path to righteousness and you wouldn't trust him. The tax collectors and the prostitutes trusted him, but you, even after you saw this, didn't change your minds and later trust him. Bless the Lord. And so with this, we see that we, if we attempt to honor the Lord with our lips, And our actions do not fulfill that. Are we truly the Lord's disciple? Absolutely not. Now let us continue here. In our next portion of scripture. Which is. We're focusing now on. Chapter 2 of Yaakov James. Verses 15 through 16. Although works do not earn salvation. They are necessary proof of genuine ongoing transformation. Transformation. Real faith results in a compassionate life. Any professing messianic believer who refuses to help a brother or sister is indeed cast doubts about the integrity of his or her own faith. What was the proof text for that? But Yohanan John chapter 1, verses 3-17, through 17, which we already read. So continuing here, as we go back now to verse number 17 of the second chapter of Yaakov James. Thus, faith by itself, unaccompanied by actions, is now dead. So now let's dig a little bit deeper in that portion of scripture. Opponents of the Brit Hadishah, which is the new covenant, claim that it offers cheap grace, salvation merely by affirming one's mind to certain facts or ideals about Yeshua or through merely feeling good in one's own heart towards God without doing good deeds. This passage is classic disproof of that allegation. So in the context of Yaakov, James, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, this is an overview of the whole context, the topic of faith, the faith of our Lord Yeshua, is introduced in verse number 1 and is mentioned again in verse number 5. The first nine verses demonstrate that faith is inconsistent with showing favoritism, while in verses 12 through 13 imply that faith necessarily produces mercy. The present passage now expands these ideas in the general principle of genuine faith. Prove itself by being expressed in and through good works. Thus, a mental or emotional faith by itself as listed in verse 17, or faith alone, verse 24, unaccompanied by the right kinds of actions is dead, verses 17 and 26. It's also barren, verse 20. No better than so-called faith demons have, verse number 19, because they know the reality of the spirit world. But only by actions is faith made complete, verse 22, and capable of giving ground to declare a person righteous, verse 24. So the Greek word here translated faith, in this passage is spelled P-I-S-T-I-S, pistis, usually rendered trust. In the Hebrew, the word is imunah. Meaning trust more clearly signifies the confident reliance on God that generates now holy deeds, works in love and mercy towards others as opposed to a mere mental acknowledgement of the facts and the ideas of doing that. Well, you can have good intentions, but if you never follow through, what's the point of having good intentions? Absolutely nothing. So, Going forward, here the Greek word here translated faith is this passes pistis, which usually rendered trust. In the complete Jewish study Bible, the Brit Hadashah, New Covenant. For these reasons, in Acts chapter three sixteen, it declares this, and it is through putting trust in the name of Yeshua has given strength to this man, and that's in relation for a guy that was healed, whom you see and know, yes, it is a trust that comes through Yeshua, which was given to him, this perfect healing in the presence of you all. And so here was a demonstration through the apostles that this man was touched and healed in their presence. And the glory and honor was given to Yeshua Recognizing the works that he formerly did. This was uh, identification that those who were true followers of Messiah would have this capability to heal the sick as the Lord has ordained it as so. So going forward, Galatians 2.16 declares this. Even so, we come to realize that a person is not declared righteous by God on the ground of his legalistic observance of Torah commands. Now, are you listening to this message? Those of you who are becoming so Torah uh, observant from, from the nations that you think now by you keeping some kind of pseudo type of legalism that you now can find greater favor in the sight of God the Father? What you're truly doing here is you're nullifying the complete work that Yeshua has done through your Torah observance in that you were doing it now in a legalistic way because Yeshua has fulfilled Torah and he's made the way. And once you step off that path, you enter into a path of legalism which will lead you away from Yeshua. And there are many of you who have gone to the point where you have converted to Judaism and you have forsaken Yeshua because of it. In your legalistic Torah observance, desires and I speak to you in kindness and compassion come back to your first love acknowledge Yeshua in all your ways and only fulfill Torah as the Ruach as the spirit of the living God leads you to do he's the one that leads you into all truth I do not sit in judgment against you but the spirit of the living God does because he came to fulfill torah in your life the torah that yeshua fulfilled in its essence and once you go out and off yeshua's path of righteousness you just shall live by faith absolutely but if you're doing this through your torah observance you're being led astray you're being deceived in your own minds come back to your first love return back to yeshua and listen to the spirit living god once again He's the one who's going to set you before God the Father. And when Yeshua is sent for his bride, the Spirit of the living God will determine all these things. And Yeshua will determine all these things. It's his righteous works, not our own. Our works are manifested after the transformation. And we're not led into legalism. Please hear these words. And now listen to the spirit of the living God as he speaks to you and leads you into all truth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So back to Galatians 2.16. Even so we have come to realize, and I'll end on this verse today, that a person is not declared righteous by God on the ground of legalistic observance of Torah commands, but through the Messiah Yeshua, and become faithful to him in order that we might be declared righteous on the ground of Messiah's trusting faithfulness and not on the ground of our legalistic observance of Torah commands. For on the ground of legalistic observance of Torah commands, no one, no one, no one will be declared righteous. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for your time. Shabbat shalom.